All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Business of Film, a crafttruck.com podcast. My name is Jesse Eichmann, and this is episode 50. Okay, so here we are. We made it. That's kind of cool. Um, I was <laughs> I was trying to line up somebody cool for this episode, and production just kind of got in the way. Um, as I mentioned on the last one, we were, were, were filming, um, again, I don't normally get into some of the stuff that we do or that I do at least on, on our side of the fence over here. Uh, but I just think sometimes it's just interesting to, to, to comment on these things, uh, just so that you know what's going on, on, on our side of the fence, but, uh, got delayed, uh, with, uh, production related stuff. And so I just figured, you know what, why don't I just continue along the same train that we were going on last week? which is the Business of Film recap episodes. Now, last week we got up to episode 20, so I figured this week we can breeze through, uh, breeze, quote-unquote, through episodes 21 through 50. So once we get to episode 50, it's going to be this kind of really cool paradox while where we start talking about ourselves. That'll be about 40 minutes in, and by then we'll all be pulling our hair out, and it'll all be just kind of this one big party, right? Okay, so here we go. Um, just wanted to say before we get started that uh, it would be super awesome to hear from you about whether or not you're enjoying these uh, these podcasts, whether uh, you're liking these more introspective looks and comments uh, from me uh, about the industry itself, uh, or whether you're enjoying these uh, one-on-one head-to-head interviews uh, with uh, other producers, distributors, uh, filmmakers, directors, uh, people on the craft side of uh, screenwriting. Just let us know what you like, and we'll try and get some more of that stuff on the show uh, for you. And uh, I, I will say now, and I'll probably just say this again at the end of the show, uh, I don't know if we're going to be back next week, uh, being as though we've actually made it to this monumental 50th episode, which I had no idea we'd ever get to, but now that we're here, uh, I, I still intend on continuing with, with these, uh, though I am not sure that uh, next week we will have an episode coming out just because uh, we need to finish up the, this project that we're working on, and so two weeks from now, or I guess three weeks from now, I think maybe we'll try and start up again at that point, and then and then keep it going. So just just wanted to let you know about that. Uh, okay, so let's um, let's let's get started here. Uh, Sherry Candler was episode number twenty one. Uh, by the way, any of these episodes that I'm talking about, if you want to uh, uh, get a uh, shortcut to that episode, you can just go to crafttruck.com slash BOF and then the episode, and you should be able to uh, to find it. So this is episode 21 with Sherry Candler. Uh, she's a digital marketing strategist, and I really, really enjoyed uh, this particular episode uh, with Sherry. It, it was just kind of cool because she's really just kind of this no bullshit persona. She gives it to you straight. Uh, she tells you what to do with a short film. Uh, she gets into, you know, the ways to sell, uh, selling indie dramas. Uh, we talk about crowdfunding. We get into all types of that really interesting, you know, very granular level sort of stuff. And, and one of the things that actually stuck out in that episode that, that I wanted to share with you was just her perspective on uh, independent film and the difficulties that independent dramas in particular have in the marketplace. Uh, the reality is that indie dramas, when you don't have stars attached, as she puts it, are going to be fighting a very uphill battle. You are, you, you're competing for shelf space at best, and you're competing for attention all the time. So if you don't have something that sticks out, then certainly your cable channels, uh, but also your SAOD platforms, 
they're not going to want to program your film or buy your film unless they think that their audience has something to sort of grab a hold of, that recognition factor, that, uh, that marketable cast element. So if you're doing any drama, you really got to think long and hard about the kind of budget you've got for that, uh, the way you're putting together. And if you don't have stars attached, um, the return to creator on that level is very, very, very low. But if you do it smartly and you have a film that is very special to you um, and you've got investors that aren't trying to recoup, say, a million bucks, but maybe you're at a 50000 or $100,000 level that does have some kind of festival uh, love, then there might be some potential there to actually make some money back. Uh, but it's difficult and it's challenging. And that sort of stuck out uh, from our episode with Sherry. So moving right along, I'm going to take a look here. And uh, oh, yeah, here we are. Uh, Tom Kuna, Brigade Marketing. Uh, Tom, uh, was a, first of all, he was a really cool guy. And what I liked about this episode was we were talking about, this is, this is all about, um, again, digital marketing, the digital marketing space. Uh, we talked about, uh, well, we talked a lot about, about Facebook and Twitter and really how effective they are. Um, it, it's so difficult to get. Uh, and even, even getting, nailing Tom down with kind of any kind of definitive, you know, this is the way things are working now. It just doesn't work like that. And that's kind of the, what Tom was getting at in our conversation is, you know, we, we, we get out right now, we get in front of our audience, we, we try and engage our audience with, you know, Facebook and Twitter and these kinds of things. And it's tough. It's, it's, not, it's not easy. And even these digital marketing strategists at the highest level, it is difficult to find and engage audiences. Um, and we put this, this really, this, I don't know, this large premium, premium on it right now. And, um, as we t- we'll talk about probably later on in the show, because others have mentioned it, um, there certainly is a value to it. Distributors are not blind to what the value of these social media spaces are, um, certainly. And well, it's just, it's difficult to quantify and that's the problem. You can spend a lot of money on it. You can really, you, you can throw dollars at it, but there is this sort of grassroots sort of mentality to the whole thing where you're trying to build a following. And I'll, I'll be honest, as many people as we've spoken to on this podcast, I'm, while we all recognize and know, yeah, you got to be on the, the social media platforms. We all know what they are. We all know what they work. We've heard it a million times. I still haven't heard at least definitively, this is what you need to do. This is how you have to be successful. I think everything is organic right now. Everything is very granular. Everything takes a lot of time and a tremendous amount of effort. And I don't, I I guess I don't care how smart anybody says they are. I think each project is its own thing. Um, and you're either hitting a little bit of a zeitgeist and you're able to, and you know what you're doing. Um, and you're able to put out content that's interesting and that, that has value and that people want to engage with. Um, and has you know marketable elements again stars talent directors whatever it may be that people will want to see behind the scenes of uh, but the one thing that we have heard continually be it from brigade or from other digital marketing specialists was there's no such thing as enough there's an insatiable appetite for it so um, there's a lot of or there can be a lot of secrecy and this is one of the things we were to actually i mean i literally had this conversation the other day on our film set which was okay how much social media should we share and some people say we don't want to share too much. It's too early. Some people are like, well, let's just share it all. Um, and I mean, I'm in the middle of it right now and I still can't tell you what the right thing to do is. I don't have, um, I, I certainly, I, I think these things are again, so organic. And so, and not that I would necessarily be the guy to say, do this, do that. I mean, I'm just kind of riding on the backs of what I've heard from other people who have spoken to in this space. 
but the, if I were to lean in one way or the other, given the, the volume of people that we've spoken to, it would seem to be that the more you do, the better off you are. So if you are on a, on a project or working on a project, the more you put out, just the better chance you'll have of some of that content uh, uh, spreading more virally or just spreading in general. And then you never know which piece of content will give you that kick or take you up, you know, from, from, you know, from 100 to 500 to a thousand to 20,000 followers. Um, but the, the thing that does seem to hold true, I believe at least is that it's a slow process. Nothing happens overnight and it does take a lot of time and effort. So, uh, for what it's worth, that's what we got out of that conversation. That was episode number 22. Episode number three. Um, oh, okay, this was far and away one of my favorite conversations. We had theatrical on demand, Gather Films, President uh, Scott Glosserman. Uh, again, this was episode number 23. I, I really... I have so many things that I could talk to about the theatrical on demand space. It, it was such a detailed conversation we had with... With Scott, I mean, the reality is this is a very nascent marketplace, the theatrical on, the, on demand. And if you don't know what theatrical on demand is, the simple way to put it is you are basically, as the filmmaker, you become your own distributor. You can program films at theaters, provided you've got enough people that are interested to, that want to go and see it. What is interesting about uh, Scott is, one, he's very eloquent about how he talks about the business, uh, the business model and how to capitalize on it. Um, what we or what I've termed the kind of that quote unquote giant hole in the marketplace. Uh, and that is that the independents are not built to scale. You can't call, you know, the head of certain film circuits like the studios can and program a film into 4000 screens. It literally takes about four phone calls to get a studio movie onto 4,000 screens. The independent film space is not built like that. The, the, the backbone of that business is built on hundreds to thousands of independent theaters across the United States and North America. And so it's very difficult to program at scale uh, any kind of independent theatrical release. The value proposition of a theatrical on demand platform is that it does allow you to do that to a certain extent, but you have to have the right kind of film. Um, and this is where we really get into sort of the nitty gritty is what kind of films really succeed in that theatrical on demand space. Uh, the, the short and skinny of it is you just you need to have an identifiable market. Uh, again, we talked about this on the last episode, but you need to be able to identify your market very specifically. Um, again, it, it's not demographic information like 18 to 34 year olds, male, female, that kind of stuff. It's very specific information like video game lovers. Um, so if you've got, and that's why documentaries for the most part work exceptionally well uh, or can work exceptionally well. The minute you get into, again, dramas or genre films, you're going to probably find that there's a little bit more of a difficult time uh, busting through that kind of theat or busting into that theatrical and demand space. But again, with the right social media presence, with the right kind of following, then you definitely have a shot at it. So uh, I highly encourage you to listen to and check out uh, episode number 23. Uh, episode 24 was Steve Beckman. He was uh, the head of content at Film Buff. Uh, these are the guys that did Sienna, Exit Through the Gift Shop, um, Escape from Tomorrow. Uh, you know, the kernels of wisdom that I think we pull out of this episode isn't so much in the, you know, this is what you should do or shouldn't do. It's just that these guys were here first for the most part. Um, they they kind of talk a little bit about their approach, uh, you know, how they look at the film business 
And they were there at the very beginning when this stuff was just extremely nascent, when it wasn't popular, certainly not nearly as popular as it was today. So if you want to get that kind of independent uh, look at what the independent film space looks like inside of this distributor, uh, a, a distributor, and uh, somebody who's been there for so long, that's a cool episode to check out. Episode number 25, we had David Michael Latt, one of the guys who uh, is the president at The Asylum. The Asylum is the company that pumps out, I don't know, 52 movies a year or something crazy like that. Uh, and maybe that's why they call it The Asylum. And they do... No, no, it's not, it's not 52. It's 25. I got it backwards. But still, 25 movies in one year. Pretty cool. They did Sharknado. Yes. Sharknado 1, Sharknado 2... And, um, like, you know, Megadon versus Tyrannosaurus, whatever. Those are those guys. And they do an amazing job of being able to to make movies at scale, genre movies at scale. Um, David's best advice that he has for the genre filmmaker, and I'll share this with you now, so you don't even have to listen to the episode. I'm giving it to you right now. No, but seriously, you should go back and take a look at this episode. Uh, it's, it's cool. Lots of really interesting stuff for casting for genre for filmmakers. Uh, their specific and unique approach to production, but his best advice for genre filmmakers. Basically, if you write a film, start your film at the beginning of Act 3, and then go from there. Uh, what he's basically saying is you have to start your movie in a genre movie in the middle of some crazy action thing that's happening. Uh, so if it's a movie about, I don't know, uh, a tornado, then you're starting your movie in the middle of that tornado, for example. Uh, again, I'm not suggesting that, you know, anything is necessarily the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do, but his basic advice for the genre filmmaker was get right into it, get right into it really quickly and get going with the story, uh, because it's got to be gripping, engaging, and it's got to be fun right off, right off the bat. So that was pretty cool. Um, but also some of the interesting takeaways from that particular production was just his ability to talk about how they do movies at scale um, and that's just really cool because they're literally writing, prepping and doing all that Like it's just like a six week process from literally concept to production it's nuts uh, episode 26 we had um, film festival curation with Tom Powers if you're into the documentary film space uh, Tom curates and programs for the Toronto International Film Festival among others and he's got some cool things to say about uh, documentary film, uh, about how to break out of film festivals. And so that is a, that's really a cool episode to check out, especially if you're into uh, documentary film. And if you go to our website and you uh, check out uh, crafttalk.com slash BOF26, uh, he also, uh, there's a link to an article that he wrote, which I believe is a must-read article. It's called Distribution Advice. Uh, and uh, it, it's just chock full of information, uh, stuff that uh, Tom has written about. So I, I'd highly recommend that and checking that out uh, if you're uh, into that kind of thing. Um, okay, moving on. Episode number 27, we had the head of film for Indiegogo, Mark Hofstetter. Uh, he was with us um, for a really fabulous episode, one of my favorites, certainly on the show. Um, I'd love to go back, actually, and get him back on because we just sort of got going with the conversation but it's all about crowdfunding and things like how long should your campaign be understanding the perks things not to do in crowdfunding we answer all these questions what percentage of the film's budget is not typically crowdfunded you know i can certainly shortchange a lot of this stuff for you here but just some of the the, the takeaways are that you know you 
campaigns four to six weeks tops. I mean, four weeks is probably an ideal point of time uh, for your campaigns. Certainly give yourself at least that amount of time and prep work. He thinks about his campaigns the same way you think about production, kind of development, production, and, and post, if you will. Or uh, sorry, th- I'm sorry. He thinks about the campaign itself, like from the moment you've launched the campaign, and sort of this three act structure. Uh, you get out of the gate really quickly, a lot of enthusiasm. Then you got to deal with that second act, and the longer your campaign is, the longer your second act is. And of course, we all know how hard second acts can be. And then, of course, your third act, where you're making that final push. So uh, that was interesting. Um, he talks about the GoGo, what they call the GoGo factor, which is their proprietary algorithm to get things on the front page. Uh, also very interesting. And uh, how and what, sorry, and what percentage your typical film budget should be. And, you know, we've heard this from Indiegogo. We've heard this from Kickstarter. Um, also heard this from Seed and Spark. 20 to 30% if you're looking for crowdfunding as a percentage of your overall budget, that's reasonable. Just just saying. That's what he said. Keep that in mind. Okay, moving on. Um, episode number 28, we had bank financing with Lisa Wolofsky. Um, Lisa is, uh, she is, pardon me, the manager of international uh, film financing uh, for the National Bank of Canada, they deal with both Canadians, uh, Americans, and uh, foreign producers all the time. This one's all about gap financing. Can't even begin to go into all the things we talk about in this one. But if you're interested in gap financing, you're interested in how to get your film financed, um, this is a particularly interesting episode because we get very granular about uh, how gap financing works, how working with banks works, um, how to put your film together on a financial level. So. A lot of really cool stuff there, and I'd recommend that you check that out. If that's what you're into, baby, yeah. Okay, moving on. Um, VHX. Okay, uh, damn, we had some really awesome episodes and people on, the, on this show so far, because Jamie Wilkinson, the co-founder of VHX, really cool dude, and really awesome stuff to say. Again, this is just one of those must-list episodes. I can I can give you kind of the short and skinny on it, but the reality is that it's, first of all, it's a really cool platform. It's like for essentially um, getting self-publishing, self-distributing your own product and getting your, your product uh, to the consumer direct. Uh, but it's it's very specific. We, we talk very specifically about price points that convert, uh, how coupon, couponing and flash sales work, um, strategies that can work for your specific film. Um, we talk about big level analytical data and the things that they were seeing, at least at the time. And so uh, it was a very, very, very cool episode. And so if you're interested in using the VHX platform, you're interested in getting the most out of that, and you're interested in sort of self-distributing at least part of your film, uh, or you want to hold on and retain certain rights, uh, check out VHX, check out this episode. That's episode number 29. Uh, episode 30 um, it was uh, Creative District, we had a, uh, which is basically a social network for filmmakers. We had the general manager on, the, on it for that episode, Mickey, Kim, uh, Mickey Krimmel. We, we talk about Creative District and what the platform is. It's not so much an episode about you know the business of film per se, very much as an episode of how to get the most out of a social networking platform that's designed specifically for filmmakers. So if you're interested in, in, in um, uh, checking out a really interesting creative social media platform for filmmakers, I would go check out uh, this episode, 30. Go check out Creative District um, and hang out with Mickey Krimmel. 
Uh, episode 31, we have the executive producer and creator of Cinespace on the show, Jay Jolly. Um, Wolf Cop Mania at the time it was right before Wolf Cop came out, but we talk about the process of that, how the Cinec Coop works, um, and um, I, I, it's an interesting conversation. Uh, episode number 32, um, Music and Film, A Producer's Guide with David Steinberg. Two things to take note of in this episode that I think uh, are particularly uh, important. The first is that we give away a free guide um, to music rights and music publishing, which you should definitely check out. It is, uh, you can get it uh, on the site. It's episode 32, so crafttruck.com backslash 32. You can go over there now um, and you can get your free guide to music publishing, which is effectively a, it's like a seven page document, kind of walks you through all the basics. Really recommend that. And I also really recommend this episode because music publishing um, can get very complicated. We talk about the equation, uh, what is the music equation uh, between musical compositions and master recordings and uh, public performance rights and what all that stuff is and what it means and how it works together. And David's an expert on it. He represents some of the largest rock and roll bands in the business. Uh, and so it's just, it's just, if you're into music, you want to know how it works for your film, check out that episode for sure. <laughs> and also David's a really cool guy. So definitely would emphasize that that is a worthwhile thing to check out. Uh, episode number 33, we uh, digital engagement with Michael Franklin, a cool conversation about digital analytics, uh, digital metrics in the film space. That's episode 33. You can check that out. Um, episode number 40, 34. I'm kind of breezing through this a little faster right now, just because last time I felt I, I couldn't even get through all of it. So now I'm just kind of trying to get through uh, what we got left here and uh, give you that sort of solid recap. By the way, I'm going to take a quick breath. <sighs> it's hard doing these standing here in front of a computer and just kind of looking through back, the back catalog as it were, and talking into a microphone. Weird. Uh, but okay, cool. Hope you're liking it. Hope you're digging it. Uh, episode 34 with Stephanie Palmer. She wrote a book called Good in a Room. Uh, this is all about pitching. Um, she's a former studio executive. Uh, she's taken in... Uh, well, first of all, she worked for Bruckheimer Films. Uh, she worked on Titanic. Um, she's done some pretty cool things in the business, and she knows how to write, pitch, and sell uh, your shit. So I would highly recommend this because it talks about the things that people do wrong in the room and also what things people think and things people do right in the room. Um, so some really interesting and uh, worthwhile takeaways. That was episode 34. Um, episode 35, we had uh, Dan Beckerman on, and Dan's a film producer. We, we, we talk... Uh, um, this was an interesting one. I kind of feel like it was uh, it was one of those heady ones, I guess you could say. We, we talk at very, very high levels about what producing films on a budget sort of means and, and how you need to think about films. Uh, from a creative and organic way to get the most of low, lower budgeted filmmaking or just filmmaking in general. Uh, just really interesting conversation. I got a lot of respect for Dan. Uh, he's a wonderful filmmaker, a longtime friend and colleague. So you can check that out, episode number 35. Um, we then had on episode number 36, film marketing and distribution with Mark Schiller. Mark, uh, he runs a company called Bond Strategy and Influence. Uh, Bond is, uh, uh, again, they're a company that does a lot of the digital media work for filmmakers. So if you've got a, if you've got a film and 
uh, you're working with a company to help push it out there on a social media basis. Uh, Bond's the company that does that for, for tons of filmmakers. So uh, Mark had a lot of really cool things to say about how he works with filmmakers about, again, that sort of that you know, that, that equation about how do you convert more, uh, how do you work with the platforms like VHX, uh, uh, how do you get conversion on Facebook? We get into some of the stuff that I guess, practically speaking, really matters. And so that would be interesting if you, if you want to get that kind of level of detail. Um, then we did something really cool in episode number 37. We partnered with Indiegogo. We did, we had a, we had representatives of Kickstarter, Indiegogo and Student Spark. We did it as a uh, uh, Google Hangout, and uh, it's actually it's a video uh, Google Hangout uh, that we did with these folks for an hour, and then I, I ripped the audio and put it up as a podcast. So you can check out thirty seven crafttrack dot com slash bof thirty seven. You can also, if you go to that link, not only listen to the audio, but you can watch the Hangout, which is cool. Um, episode number thirty eight. Um, this one's all about the film film markets. We had guest Heather Hale on the show. So you can check that out if you want to hear more about film, uh, working the film markets, how to get the most out of that. And then we kind of dovetail that on 39, where we talk about producing and selling your films. Uh, we've got Sebastian Twardos on with us. And um, so th- those two episodes work really well in conjunction um, with one another. Then we took a tour of a really cool online um, uh, it's not a platform. It's more of a, well, it's called Spec Scout. Um, if you want to, it's all about their tagline is the best screenplays in Hollywood, uh, with Jason Scoggins and Spec Scout's a very interesting online platform, uh, that you should, you should check out. You should be familiar with it. Um, you should go to specscout.com. You should check out this information, this, this episode, if you're using that site for the first time, because this episode is really an on-site, it's like literally a, a walkthrough of the site. So it's, it's cool. Um, and I appreciated Jason's time for, for doing that with us. Uh, then we had an episode number 41, making a good script. Great, uh, with author Linda Seeger. Um, and of course she wrote the book making good script. Great. So we talk about that. Um, we talk about the business side of, uh, of scripting, uh, with Linda. Um, and then we had, we had a screenplay reader on, uh, this is really fun. Uh, Howard Kastner, he, he, I don't know, he reads something like 400 screenplays a year, and he uh, reads screenplays for Slam Dance and for Final Draft. And if you want to know about the, the, the stuff that just doesn't work uh, when you're writing a film, or at least at a screenplay, or, the, or what, it do, what doesn't work from the perspective of a screenplay reader, uh, this is a goodie for that. Um, then we had, oh yes, a whole, a whole episode on distribution. Uh, we had David Hudikoch, uh, who is an executive over at level film and it's all about distribution models, uh, for filmmakers. Uh, so we, we, we get into what separates the hits from the not hits and that kind of stuff and all the different media platforms that exist. So you can check that out. Uh, that's a good one. Um, we had episode number 44 is called breathing life into your characters with Rachel Ballin. She is a, um, an author. She wrote a book called The Writer's Portable Therapist. Uh, we also had a guest on this episode, Jeff Glickman. Uh, so you can check that out, episode number 44. That was kind of a fun one. Um, then we had uh, episode number 45, all about co-production, film financing structures. Uh, we had Rob Hayden on the show. Rob uh, produced uh, most recently Ecstasy. Um, it was based on an Irvin Welsh uh, book. And uh, this was a film that was 10 years in the making. And 
just a really, really awesome conversation because it just, it, it's the realities of filmmaking, this conversation, I feel, because we talk about it from all different kinds of perspectives. We talk about co-productions, we talk about all types of things that are just practical to filmmakers and kind of the, the nuts and bolts of what it really takes to make a film. Um, then we talk about insurance on episode number 46 with Steve Beatty, film production insurance. This is all about film insurance, the whole episode. What insurance do you need? What coverage do you need? What mistakes do filmmakers make when they're getting insurance coverage for their films? So it's all about that. And um, a very practical episode, episode 46. Um, then we had uh, a guest from E1 on the show. Uh, E1's Richard Rapkowski. He was a uh, guest number 47. Um, and this was uh, all about distribution and acquisition. Again, another episode. And I love these ones about distribution because it just it's changing so quickly. I just feel like I need to get more people in the distribution space constantly because it's changing so quickly. We need more people to talk about it so that we know what the hell to do. Uh, <laughs> all right, that was episode 47. And lastly, we have episode 48. Lastly, because episode 49 and 50 are this one. So uh, 48 was all about film financing and structuring deals with Richard Hannett. Uh, Richard is a uh, an executive producer, also uh, runs a law firm. And so that's also a fairly granular episode as well. Lots of detail about film financing and structuring uh, with Richard. And that is well that 49 was uh me doing the same sort of spiel last week um this episode i guess i'm going to cut a little bit short here at around 30 minutes but that takes us full circle that was that's that's a full 50 episodes and i just want to say um if you've been listening to this and been hanging around or listened to all the back catalog and, and been with us since the beginning i just really a sincere thank you i i didn't you know it, it, it takes a lot of work and a lot of time and a lot of effort on our end. I'm not saying that just because it's like, okay, well, geez, yeah, it takes work. So what? Everything takes work. But it's just the appreciation that we get from some of the comments that we hear on Facebook and Twitter. Um, it's just really uplifting and it's really nice to hear uh, or to know at least that there is some value being derived from these podcasts and that uh, people are interested in them. Um, so I do have a question for you and it's really more of a, a, a personal request something I, I would ask if you're listening to this episode and have made it this far in is send us an email you don't it doesn't have to be, be public i mean if you want to send us a public tweet at craft truck please do but you know let us know if, if you want us if you want more let us know if, if you really want uh us to continue with uh, more podcasts more episodes and um where and if so which which uh podcast uh, or what types of information you'd like i know i mentioned this off the top but uh, i would very much like to hear from you and uh i'd like to know what you have to say whether or not you uh are liking this things things that you don't like about it uh, that that's cool too if you've got some constructive um criticisms or just criticisms just things you you want us to to know about then let us know drop us a line you can reach us uh in any of our social media platforms and also by email at coffee at craft and uh i'll bid you adieu uh for this uh this episode 50 and uh thank you so much again uh for listening and for hanging out with us and taking uh time out of your day uh, to listen to uh to this business of film podcast uh, i hope to have some more for you in the year we're probably going to take uh, a couple weeks off um, if you're interested in checking out the production that uh, we are working on and you want to follow along on that, you're, you're welcome to do so. Um, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, the name of the project is called uh, 
Uh, well, you know what? I won't name the project. If you want to find the project, you, you know where to find us. You know where to find me, at least. And uh, if, if you're interested, you'll find it. And if not, then you won't. So, there. Um, and, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Is that, is that crass? Is that crass? I just, I just don't like crossing wires sometimes. But, anyway. Uh, there you are. Again, thanks, and have a good one. We'll see you soon.